is Calvin. Welcome to episode 76 of Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Wyatt, drummer of the band Pursuit. If you haven't heard of Pursuit, they are a thrash metal band out of Fargo, North Dakota. And um, they just released an album, Scourge of Humanity, uh, a few months ago, back in September. And you can stream it on all the digital platforms. I'll leave a link in the description of this uh, podcast. Also, Wyatt plays drums for another band called Thrall Frost, so be sure to check them out. Thrall Frost is a black metal band also out of Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, yeah, I was really thankful to talk with Wyatt. You know, Wyatt's you know part of a pretty cool scene out there in Fargo. Um, I used to live in North Dakota, and so I like to kind of follow all the bands that are coming out of the um, North Dakota area. And so, you know, Thrall Frost is being one of them. And, um, you know, the other bands like Maul, Phobophilic, and uh, there's another band, um, uh, Frost Helm, I was a big fan of. And um, anyway, we get a chance to talk about that, uh, the, the scene out there. And you know, we talk about the band's pursuit, Thrall Frost. And we also talk about some other stuff. You know, we talk about Metallica, um, Max Cavalera, and, you know, we both... Uh, collect records so we kind of get to nerd out about you know record collecting but uh, yeah i hope everyone enjoys this episode i'll play a quick clip of pursuit and then go right into the talk with wyatt all right yeah thank you everyone Hey everyone, I'm talking to Wyatt of uh, the band Pursuits. How are you doing, Wyatt? Doing really good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out to me. Um, like we were talking about before, I'm a big fan of the North Dakota uh, scene, especially out in Fargo. Um, which is where you, is that where you're at now? Correct. Yep. Uh, I live right in uh, in South Fargo, and I've listened to both episodes you've done. Uh, you did one with Garrett of Mall, and you did one with um, Vinny from Phobophilic. Uh, well, I can't remember when the one with Vinny was. That was earlier this summer, I think. Yeah, it was and a while ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know Garrett had recommended you uh, my other band, Thrall Frost, and you, you even bought uh, a cassette from us. I, I remember packaging oh, it yeah. up and sending it out. Yeah, I got it right here. Nice, yeah. That's the split we did with uh, Demi Fiend. Yeah, I... Um... I, I just kind of brought some of this stuff here just in case uh, I want to kind of uh, show off. But um, yeah, that's cool. I remember. Uh, I well, I heard um, uh, you were you and um, uh, your guitarist did a interview on another podcast. It was like the it was like a thrash metal podcast earlier in the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, it's the the thrash report, and it's um, a guy John out of lacrosse wisconsin and uh another guy chris he's out of minneapolis and they've got a they got a podcast called the thrash report they haven't done an episode in a couple weeks they both got full-time jobs and are pretty busy but whenever they do put something uh, together it's always i really enjoy listening to their podcast because you know just something regional and they always got uh kind of interesting takes the one the one guy john always has a lot of really funny dad jokes he's always like throwing together puns and stuff it's cool yeah, awesome. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'll definitely check out more. I was just kind of scrolling the pursuit, um, like social media page, and I saw that, mm-hmm. and so I went in and checked it out. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I'm just a big fan of just doing this stuff. Um, I listen to a lot of just like yeah, like band interviews, and uh, I mean, I, I I like a lot of sports too, so I, I listen to a lot of sports like podcasts. Oh, I, I suppose I, I suppose there's probably a podcast for just about everything now. Yeah, I remember I know <laughs> you much. mentioned uh, sports uh, in the past as far as, you know, another hobby that you, you follow. And you follow NDSU football too, right? Yeah, yeah. They, okay, uh, they're thought. in the playoffs now, yeah. I think so. I'm not super great with sports. I was just at my first uh, pro hockey game over Thanksgiving, uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. We went and saw the... Minnesota Wild play at the XL Energy Center. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Awesome. It was on uh, Black Friday. It was really neat. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, I kind of like started following hockey a little bit when I lived out in Grand Forks just because, you know, the, the hockey it's, team, it's huge. It's, yeah, it's a big deal. Like, uh, I grew up with kids who had been skating since they were like first, second grade. You know, it's just kind of the culture up in northwestern Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember kind of people I went to school with out there. Like, yeah, they they were like, you know, they would, you know, just join like the like the they had to have like leagues in town and they would like Mm -hmm. they would have like teams and they would like like play for real. Like like once a week is pretty intense. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. It's a it's a really big pastime. Um. So my graduating class was 22 kids. And when I was in elementary school, I think half of us played hockey as little kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was wild. It's just, you know, a big deal. You know, as you get older, you know, uh, they had, it was co-ed in the, in the very beginning, but then uh, the next town over had uh, girls hockey. So I think we only had one girl that went off and did that. And then we had a couple boys that were in boys hockey and then everyone else kind of split off and did whatever other winter sports it was. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I mean, I, I grew up in Arizona, like, you know, rural Arizona. So out here it's like basketball. So uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. I get, the, I get the same vibe though. Like, you know, like the support for hockey out there is like, just like the support for basketball out here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the, I grew up in Red Lake Falls, Minnesota, which is only about 40 minutes east of grand forks where you went to school and uh you know all the hockey kids had a big chip on their shoulder but we didn't have a very good hockey team <laughs> so it was weird i played basketball so i i enjoyed that a lot more yeah yeah i, I played basketball uh, up until about my freshman year of high school and i realized i wasn't going to get any better so i just kind of quit oh and- okay yeah, I, I got really got into like skateboarding and I, I kind of focused on that for a long time. And then, but then you can't do that, that forever. Yeah. I just kind of, kind of, I still like try to do it every now and then, but it's, it's not, it's not sustainable. No, I, no, I haven't played. I haven't played in a while. I'm six, four. So I was always in the, in the center, but uh, I didn't really take it on much past high school or anything. I, I was, uh, I threw shot put and discus and uh, track and field in high school. And I, I pursued that a, b- a bit more after high school, just doing it recreationally. That was always fun. But cool. uh, I remained a band geek from high school uh, to today. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so you play drums in Pursuit, right? How'd you get started yep. in that? Oh, I drums. got... Um, yeah. 
Oh, I started playing drums or started playing drums in Pursuit? Uh, I would say maybe how you started playing drums before you joined Pursuit. Okay, yeah. I've been playing since, I think, fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade. And uh, there's a photo my mom has somewhere of me playing pots and pans when I was really, really little. So I was always kind of like the joke, like, yeah, he's just going to be a drummer. And I finally got the opportunity once, uh, once you know, the option for like band and stuff was being offered in elementary, middle school and high school. So I did that. I did as much as I could to be in percussion or music involved activities. So we would have band on Monday, Mondays and Wednesdays. And then Tuesday, Thursdays, we had, uh, it was called everyday band. So it was just like alternative percussion, things like that. So I would do that. I was in drum line. I was in uh, jazz band, you know, whatever thing we had and just trying to advance my skills as much as I could. And then I had my drum set uh, set up out of my dad's place. He lived out in the country, so no neighbors to complain for noise or anything. So it was a lot of just practicing and practicing on my own out there. I moved down to Fargo and I meet uh, Carl. And him and I formed Thrallfrost with uh, Jake. And I've been, let's see, when did that technically form? Fall of 2015, and we're still a band. I'm actually working on the uh, the click tracks. We're going to start recording uh, drums for that, for our upcoming album for that in the next couple of days, hopefully, or next week or so. And then played a lot of, played a lot of shows. We did a small tour for that. We put out a, a demo and that split that you bought. Yeah. And a couple yeah, of EPs. It, yeah. People don't know Thrall Frost is like a, like a raw black metal. Yeah. And out of a uh, Fargo. So people definitely check them out. Yeah. Uh, the other band on that is Demi Fiend. They're really sick too, but they're not super active right now. Um, they're not going to be doing any live shows anytime too soon. So we're essentially the only black metal band in uh, North Dakota slash most of Minnesota. Uh, for a while at least until you get to the cities then COVID hit i was in the middle of booking a tour for may of 2020 and that didn't happen at all i remember sending out messages to people march of 2020 like hey you want to like do this and everyone just turned me down it's like yeah i get it so it was a long pause of me not playing drums and i got a a, a message kind of out of the blue on facebook and it was henry and uh his uh pursuit was looking for a new drummer they had been called pursuit of cash for a while it was kind of like a goofy punk band and they henry wanted to take it to a different direction and he had got uh dalton involved he plays bass got dalton in they wrote two songs uh scourge of humanity and a resolute which were two demos that had been recorded before i joined the band uh their old drummer I think I think they fired him technically not I don't I can't remember all the details offhand. So he sent me a message uh February of 21 said, "Hey, I heard you're you know, I got some recommendations and uh everyone pointed me to you. We want you know, we want to try out." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I learned the songs that he sent me and uh I think within about 15 minutes him and Henry and Dalton had decided like, Hey, you want to like be in the band? I'm like, sure. Cause Henry would like throw out like a Metallica riff and I jam right on top of it. Cause it's my favorite band. So 
I can play whatever song he throws at me as far as that's concerned. And we, we worked really hard. We recorded a, uh, a live EP that's on our band camp and started playing shows. What was our first show? It was like June 19th, 21 out in Wasco's campground for a safety Joe fest. It's a tribute to one of Henry's friends that uh, passed away due to suicide. Played a handful of shows throughout the rest of 21 and wrote the rest of our album, recorded that end of April and have been just playing shows. We did a, a tour in September and by the end of the year, I think Pursuit will have done 20, 22 shows in uh, the year of 2022. Hopefully we can match or exceed that for 2023. But yeah, it's been, it's been a busy year with this, with this band. It's been uh been a lot of just trying to work hard and write really good powerful music and just get it out to, to people in any way we can oh yeah yeah i checked out the album the scourge of humanity that you can stream people can stream that pretty much anywhere and mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool it's definitely got like a death thrash uh style I th- i'd say the death thrash only because the vocals i'd say uh are more like death metal uh influenced <clears throat> Oh, but sorry, um, you're gonna say that again. Like my, my phone cut out. What'd you say? Oh no, I was just saying that uh, everyone should check out the album that came out. Oh, um, Scourge of Humanity. It's uh, I'd say to me, it's kind of like a death thrash uh, sound, mainly because the vocals are more like death metal. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I dig it. And then you even got uh, uh, Garrett from Mall on one of the songs, which is pretty pretty sick. Yeah, uh, we were pretty pretty stoked about that. Uh, I forget how Henry got that arranged, but I've known Garrett since I uh, moved to Fargo and then he formed that the band mall. I was at their very first show ever and uh, just seeing that band uh, thrive and blow up the way they have is really cool. And to have him on our debut album was really, really something special. We've got uh, a three day run with them. We're going to be in Kansas city, Omaha, and then we've got a hometown show in Fargo. Uh, That's going to be the, 14th, 15th, and 16th of December. So I forget when this is going to come out, but it it would be today is the seventh, so it'd be next week. Yeah, I usually put them out um, <clears throat> like Monday morning just to start the week off. Um, and then, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but you know, people in those areas should check them out. Yeah, no, it'd be really sick. I've been uh, trying to get a hold of uh, record stores in those markets to try and sell our our album uh to them because right now we've, we've got them all sitting in fargo we've got our band camp page that people can can buy it from but i've been just trying to get any sort of distribution set up for that album so we can get it to, out to more people but definitely uh getting that opportunity to do this run with mall uh is really it's really sick so we'll be we'll be you know trying as hard as we can to put out put out a good word and represent fargo the best we can yeah, that's cool that you guys are helping each other out. Um, yeah, it's know. it's really sick. Garrett works his ass off uh, to get to get these shows booked and whatnot, and that dude just constantly is grinding. It's really sick. Yeah, like I said, I'm just a fan. Like I live all the way out in Arizona, like the middle of the Navajo reservation, but I mm-hmm. I still kind of follow that uh, scene in North Dakota, pretty much the Midwest area. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of bands that are coming out that are getting uh recognition like phobophilic and um uh mm-hmm. there's there's one band in um illinois Mulder. i thought that they're really yep. sick and then um 
there was one band they reached out to me uh called choke they're from like wisconsin like Yes. Yeah. I had hit them up. I was trying to set up a show out in Wisconsin. They were the one of the bands that I hit up. They're really cool. Yeah. All the, all those bands, I think are just, um, I don't know what it is. Is it just like, um, I don't know. Is it like the location or is it just like, is everyone just kind of close with one another out there? Or I don't know, like how, how are all these like cool bands coming out? Like, right. I, I wonder if it's just, um, sometimes the universe just throws, randomness and sometimes all all the stars align and you get all these really cool people in one spot and i i try to tell people you know 30 years from now people are going to look back at the at the fargo uh music scene and be like you know holy shit i saw i saw mall with 50 other people at the red raven and wasn't that crazy you know we've got people stage diving on our shows like just going nuts so i i wonder if uh, the the pressure from the pandemic just put a lot of people's uh, you know got their gears going. And certainly for me, as as far as everything else, you know, I'm not really sure what it is. Maybe it's just it's so fucking cold up here. You know, we gotta have gotta get our mind occupied. It's uh, negative one right now outside. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me, it's uh. It's 40 degrees outside. Oh, geez. I, I can't even complain. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. You know, it just kind of, it is what it is. I got to, so I have to leave uh, the faucet running just a little bit to keep water running through. Otherwise the pipes will freeze. Yeah. I remember was, when I lived out there, uh, people would plug in their, their car, like when they yeah. park it outside. Uh, oh yeah. It's a whole different world. So it, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's just the, the terrain that just hardens people up, but uh i suppose if you're not if you're not drinking every weekend and listening to country music you're listening to metal music you know <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah well, it's funny when i went to uh school in north dakota like i would read the the campus newspaper and there was one study that came out and i think they said that um they like there was a re- i guess there was like a report that came out of like um like drinking and duis on college mm-hmm. campuses and like um I think University of North Dakota was like number two and number one oh, yeah. was um, number one was uh, Wisconsin uh, in Madison, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. They're like uh, one and two. It doesn't surprise me. You know, it's such a, it's such a weird vice that everyone's just like super comfortable with drinking and especially underage drinking. Like I it's just, it's, it's a little alien to me. I don't really drink that much, but you know, when I do with maybe one or two beers, something like that, it's just, it's always, it's just not really for me, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're like the person, a person that wakes up early in the morning and like wants to like get stuff done for sure. I would. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I work full time. It just, uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me, but you know, I mean, if, if, if that's something that someone else wants to do, cool. Certainly the people that come to my shows, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing straight edge shows. That's not what I'm about, but you know, this kind of is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, going back to um, when you said you were recruited uh, to play in Pursuit, was mm-hmm. uh, was it um, you were going from playing like like raw black metal to like mm-hmm. you know, thrash? Was it like a big was there a big like uh, transition or were you already pretty comfortable with like thrash? No, if uh, if anything, it was it was more so a relief because I had always kind of wanted to play in a thrash band and i had the opportunity so i was like okay i better not like mess this thing up you know 
So I walked into that, uh, that tryout a little nervous, but I had been playing sort of that style anyway. You know, if anything, I was taking thrash elements and trying to put stick them into this black metal band, you know. Uh, Carl has a really interesting way of writing drum parts that I never really even would have thought of. But as far as a Venn diagram between the two, you know, they overlap a lot more as far as my musical tastes are concerned than, um, than maybe most drummers do. I try and pull from all sorts of different different genres and different styles of drumming as far as that is concerned. So like um, Hellhammer from Mayhem is a big inspiration for me, or even someone like Dave Lombardo from Slayer or Igor Cavalera from Sepultura and uh, Vinnie Paul from Pantera. But also like, I really like uh, Danny Carey from Tool, uh, John Delamayan from System of a Down. Like I just, I try and a wide variety of all sorts of drumming. So it wasn't, wasn't really that big of a change for me especially considering like metallica is like my favorite band so a lot of that uh a lot of their music is really high paced and aggressive and whatnot and so i was used to playing that just kind of on my own uh, so playing in this band is just uh it's it's i wouldn't say it's more comfortable it's just i'm just so used to it now it's uh i'm the one trying to get henry and dalton to speed up you know because <laughs> i'm they're like let's, let's go guys and there's like you know their right hands are falling off and i got four yeah. limbs going <laughs> ask them they'll say the same thing <laughs> awesome uh you mentioned metallica is your favorite band oh uh, yeah did you were able to check out their new song i did yeah i really like it it's uh it's cool it's just it's what i've been kind of looking for from a from a, a metallica song just a quick you know three and a half minute really fast and aggressive uh sort of thing and that's what the song hardwired was but i I looked at their total album length it's going to be like 77 minutes so taking out uh this newest signal like the average song length is going to be like six and a half minutes like well you know it's kind of it's uh typical for them if you look at their uh song durations they've never really been a band to write short you know uh powerful songs have always been pretty long and epic which is you know it's fine by me more more music for me you know yeah i, I like definitely whole... i wasn't disappointed by it it was really it's really yeah. cool yeah it's um i know um so their last uh hardwired for uh to self-destruct that was a really cool album mm-hmm. i really liked it and um i know they they did i think it was more so in their older albums like the first song would be super fast and the last song would be super fast. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing they're, they're probably going to follow the same formula from the hardwired album. Cause I know the hardwired album was like two discs, um, like double album. And um, yeah, they split it up kind of weird. I suppose it was probably just a, a format thing, you know, easier to fit them, fit them across two than just one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was really tempted to buy a ticket for their shows that are coming up the next year. And, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I was thinking, I don't know if I want to buy two shows to watch, like, well, the Pantera night would be cool, but yeah, the, the uh, night, I don't know if I, I mean, maybe, I don't know, but I'm going to think I'm going to wait for the single night shows to go on sale before I, before I go for it. No. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I totally get that. It wasn't uh five figure death punch and ice nine kills just doesn't like, I didn't get that. But like at the same time, a uh, buddy of mine, and myself we flew out to san francisco for the 40th anniversary shows 
and it was it was Dean Del Rey and like a DJ dude before Metallica. But it was both nights too. And it was just it was really bizarre. And I saw they came up and uh Metallica did a show in Grand Forks back in 20, 2018 or 19. And it was Jim Brewer doing comedy beforehand. So I <laughs> I was like, you know, I turned to my buddy Henry when we were in San Francisco. I was like, they could have gotten any band in the in the entire world to open up these shows and I just I don't, I don't, yeah, I didn't quite get the, the opening choice, but you know, they've sold 40 million albums. So I suppose like you kind of do whatever, you know? Yeah. I know. Um, like Lars Ulrich, he's really good about picking like newer bands. I think he's the guy that like, um, reaches out to bands to, to yeah. support their shows. So, I mean, I guess, oh, yeah. um, yeah, he probably, I don't know. I, I think he has more of a business mindset too. So he probably, like wants to find bands that will for sure, like, you know, satisfy their crowd. That's just the thing. Uh, If you ever have the time to go and look at their previous tours and whatnot, there's all, there's a whole Wikipedia page dedicated to it, but there's just a whole list of bands that are really popular now that were opening for Metallica five, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, System of a Down, Mudvayne, Limp Bizkit, System of, uh, who else? Baroness, Ghost, uh, Gojira, Lamb of God, like you name it, a popular band that's popular now was opening for Metallica, you know, five, 10 years ago. Uh, Greta Van Fleet just did a whole leg uh, in South America with Metallica. Like it's pretty, I suppose it's just a paying it forward sort of deal you know, to yeah. them, at least it's really cool to get that variety. Yeah. I, um, I read the, the biography, uh, the Metallica biography and they kind of go into that. Like it was, ma- it was mainly like Lars who will like reach out to band. Well, I think like in their downtime, like, you know, a lot of the guys will hang out with their families, but Lars will, um, will basically just like start hanging out with bands and he'll like travel with them. Like he'll, I think there was a, like, they were saying like he, um, like before Guns N' Roses got big, he like was hanging out with them and then he would just like invite himself on their tours and just like, hang out <laughs> with them. you know, that doesn't like really, that doesn't uh, really surprise me. He seems like a, an extrovert. I'm, I'm pretty introverted, but uh, I let, like that totally makes sense for his personality. It'd be cool to meet him. Uh, Cause he's one of the reasons I got into playing drums. I know people like to rag on his drumming, but uh, I would, I would disagree. Uh, but, yeah. You know, he's, he's a pretty big influence as far as my, I wouldn't say maybe my style, but definitely influence for getting me to play it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's cool. I mean, like um, he just like picked it up and like taught himself. I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, he, well, he's the one that started the band too. So he, the, the mm-hmm. band kind of revolves around him and he like, he just like learned it himself. That's why I think that's why a lot of people like talk like, not really talk shit, but they like criticize his technique because you know he just taught himself how to do it. I say, yeah, it's it's weird, and I've gotten into uh, not arguments with people, but certainly debates. And so I know the Injustice for All album. I know the album front to back and inside out, and that is not easy stuff to play. It's it's pretty it's pretty damn difficult. So some some parts are easier than others for sure, but like Dyer's Eve, that like your ankles burn after playing that song. You know, it's it's pretty intense. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Metallica. I I'm more I the, I guess they're more the, like the most like documented band. You know, like the box sets that come out every year. Like they have, yeah, like, 
all those rehearsals and like all those like bootleg like concerts like like I collect like all those and like I, I was like really into their biographies and um just even watching like whatever documentary I see like on like whatever YouTube like uh like there's just so much information about them like I can't help but like check it out so I'm definitely and, just a big and, fan of the history yeah they've definitely done they've done that thing right in documenting their their previous uh iterations of themselves and I've got the the box sets that you were talking about they're really the injustice for all one is really is really cool um the when the black album one came out that one's just full of huge, information yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah, it's cool. But I had been saving. I figured they were going to be coming out with it. So I had saved up money for a couple months beforehand. And so the day they released it, I was like, oh, cool. Just grab that real quick. But yeah, same thing with bootlegs. I like listening to uh, to the bootlegs of their album. I've got, uh, they played in Fargo in 1992. I've got a bootleg of that show. Yeah, the cool thing is like, you know, on their website, you can like order like any live um, performance yeah. they ever did. Yeah. So I have the Phoenix. Uh, I went to the, the, I only saw him once and it was in Phoenix um, when uh, Gojira and um, Avenged Sevenfold played with them. But um, yeah, I have that, that CD recording. Um, but yeah, that's cool. If like, you know, you can always just like find like some year that they played and you can like listen to it. Yeah, that's cool. They have it all documented and everything. And, you know, uh, I think they basically have every live show since 2004 available, which yeah. essentially eliminates any sort of bootleg market that's out there. Because why would I buy it from, you know, some dude when I could just buy it right from the band for 15 bucks, you know? Yeah, there's like a streaming service that carries all that stuff. I forgot the name of it, but um, I think, I, think it, I did like I did nuggets. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um I, I did like a free trial just to check it out, but yeah, it's, it's, it's intense. It's just like too much, too much to go through. I was like, I'll yeah, just, I'll just pick the one, I'll pick one bootleg and stick with that one for now. And they changed their set list uh, quite a bit too. They'll have like, they'll play like 16, 17 songs. So maybe eight songs will be, you know, the core, like the first three songs are the same last three songs are the same. They got two or three in the middle, but then they change things out throughout every single night. It's really, it's really cool. But you know, they got the material to do it too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm hoping to see him in next year. Uh, we'll see. I, I I'd rather just go one night and. <laughs> yeah, I got I. So I I bought the, the two night uh, tickets for the Minneapolis show in 2024. Oh wow! So yeah, I I got some waiting to do, but that's that's okay with me. You know, I get to see my favorite band twice, so it's all right with me. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed like they're they really stretched out their their dates. I'm guessing because you know they're just getting older. But um, I mean, cool. yeah, you can't you can't tour super hard and you know at, at that age. And I'm you know it makes sense. We did six days in a row, and I was wiped out for a couple of days after that. I can't imagine doing a, a two year tour, you know, like oh, they man. had been doing. Yeah, yeah they, that's pretty much like. I guess how they like supported themselves and how they like kept the momentum going. But, um, that's cool though. I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm glad I got to geek out on geek out on Metallica for a little while. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you mentioned some of your other influences. I'm just going to kind of go down. Um, um, the, the black metal, I'm going to go kind of go backwards, but when you were in thrall for a lot, thrall for us, like playing black metal, like, um, Mm -hmm. like, um, what were some of your influences for playing uh, black metal? I'd, uh, I had kind of discovered it on my own before I went to, to college. 
there's a really, really good documentary called Until the Light Takes Us. Mm. And it's these two guys who basically move to Norway and live with these uh, these guys who essentially formed the black the Norwegian black metal scene in the early 90s. And it's got interviews with um, Fenris from Dark Throne, interviews with the guys in Immortal, interviews with uh, the guys in Emperor, and who else? Varg from Burzum is in there. Just all these and just kind of going through what was going on in that scene. So I, I watched that documentary and then I started listening to the albums and just something really clicked with uh, clicked with me, at least as far as uh, just the sound and the ambience and, and whatnot. And certainly, you know, disclaimer, uh, you know, as far as Varg is concerned with Burzum, like not a cool dude. Uh, a couple of his albums were really neat, though. But as far as his personal opinions and stuff are concerned, like, no, no bueno. I don't like that that bit about him at all. I uh, just uh, trying to trying to think of a good way to to phrase this. You know, there's there's certain parts of my personality where I need to get frustration out. And sometimes you just need uh, fast, atmospheric noise to kind of take care of that. And uh, that's where I've really kind of latched onto the, you know, the black metal subgenre and really kind of dove in to try and find where, where I really like. Like the new Dark Throne album I really like. Or uh, like uh, Toka, he, he's, it's a one-man black metal band and he's really some really cool stuff. So it's just a it's just a matter of trying to get it's, it's finding that right sort of uh, ambience. There's some bands though that are just not not for me. It's just like blast beats for half an hour, and it's like, well, where's this where's this going? You know? Yeah. Um, um, Marduk is one of those bands, or like Dark Funeral. I I just don't get, but you know, it's just not my 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 uh, style. But certainly Dark Throne and uh, Mayhem for sure. I really like oh, those bands. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a couple like black metal bands around here. Um, I guess the big ones, uh, this band called Mutilated Tyrant. They're like just a few miles uh, where I live. But yeah, they're uh, all like uh, I think uh, most of the members are like Native American. But yeah, they they're they're really cool. They're, I would say yeah, it's pretty similar to Thrall Frost. Just super super raw black metal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I gotta, I gotta, you know, give some props to Carl for sure for writing a lot of that music and for Jake for writing a lot of it too. Um, so I know them super, I know them really well, but I can definitely like this one sounds like a Carl song because it sounds a lot like, like Toka. It's a, it's a little bit more progressive. The time signatures are a little goofy and I can tell, you know, these songs over here are, are Jake written songs because they're a little bit more dark thrown and fused and, uh, more, powerful a little bit more epic you know it's so it's cool to have the two uh it's kind of the best of both worlds as far as as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah that's cool and um you ever like see yourself like going back and playing in uh the thrall frost or any other like black metal projects oh yeah um we're going to be recording uh our debut album uh hopefully in the next couple of couple of weeks or so carl put together the so I've been listening to the the click tracks at work. So he just put together uh, like one or two guitar tracks and then a click track underneath it that we had kind of worked out so that when I go in and record drums, everything's kind of lined up properly. Because 
we had done some recordings beforehand where it was like just guitars or just a click track and i can tell where my mistakes are but i don't know if anyone else can so just trying to learn from previous experiences but no certainly thrall frost is still active it's just a matter of uh okay trying to trying to get things up and up and moving again and it's an abrasive genre to begin with so whenever i uh whenever i contact like record stores or venues or promoters being like hey i play in a black metal band and i get rejected a lot like you know i don't take it too hard (laughs) it's like yeah no i get it but there was one venue that i contacted I was like, yeah, we do all sorts of independent shows and whatnot. And I called them up and I said, yeah, I play in a black metal band. They're like, ah, oh, no, 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 we don't do small shows at all. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. Oh no, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely will check them out. Uh, new material from Thrall Frost whenever it comes out. I, like I said, I just I like to follow all the bands in that area. Um, and then, um, like, uh, just like the. I guess we kind of already talked talked about the the scene in Fargo, but um, are there other bands you uh, would recommend people check out uh, from from the Fargo area? Mm-hmm. Um, so they just played their last show, but I'm still going to recommend them. Uh, they're the band. Let's see, I'm wearing the shirt. It's a band called Swing Low. They're okay. a hardcore band. Their their stuff should still be on Bandcamp, but this is one of the first T-shirts I ever bought. It's uh, Ice-T wearing a Slayer shirt on a Swing Low shirt. So that's kind of cool. Um, so there's Swing Low. There's Baltic the Boardwalk. They're another uh, melodic hardcore band. Uh, Triple Deke is another hardcore band. Uh, Spec, so S-P-E-C. They're a newer uh, newer band. Uh, everyone knows Phobophilic and Mall. Uh, so if anyone doesn't know who those guys are, you should definitely. I know you know who they are. Oh, yeah. Um, I think who else? There's more at the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. Alien Conspiracy is out of is out of Fargo here. Any other? I know there's more, but I can't think of any right now for sure. Oh, Fell from Minot. They're not from Fargo, but it's F-E-L. They're like a blackened thrash metal band, a lot of motorhead inspired riffs. Uh there's a like more of a rock band called gradients uh g-r-a-d-i-e-n-c-e uh we did a halloween show with them a couple weeks back they, they put on a really great show awesome yeah we'll definitely check out those bands um yeah there was one band i, I remember when i was living out in bismarck um i would i never got to see them live but uh it was a uh, frost Helm. um yes yeah, yeah remember them? they're yeah. cool yeah, it's like super like thrashy, like black metal. It's it's uh, pretty and sick. I know some of the members of Frosthelm went and formed Fell, F-E-L, that uh, band from Minot we were talking about. I don't know if Frosthelm is still a band. Um, Ghost Bath is from North Dakota. I know that, but I don't know if, oh, yeah. if they have any members that live in the area anymore or not. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember they got like they blew up like really. They were like, I remember they were getting like a, just a lot of press, and I think at the time it was on. Everyone thought like they were from China or something. Yeah, <laughs> they they blew up in the weirdest way. I think the dude he like sent the demo to Relapse, being like, "Hey, we're a black metal band from China," and they're like, "Oh, dude, yeah, let's jump on this." And 
I mean, it's good music. I like it. Yeah, but it's, it's cool. just I like that. Yeah. It's an interesting. Uh, it was an interesting way of going about it too. I haven't. I've got the new album, but I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet. Yeah, it was just funny because I was living in Grand Forks at the time, and uh, all this like just all these like sites were just covering them like nonstop, and and yeah. then, like um, I think something like the the there's like a label or somebody that like released their demo too that was from china i think that's kind of where the confusion happened and then oh yeah and sense. then so everyone was just like assuming they're from china but they're from like minot and minot north Dakota. <laughs> just, yeah this is the weirdest thing but you know like if that works you know if that gets you uh if that gets you to cut through the noise and i mean it seems to be, you know they're on the cover of uh decibel and they've got yeah pretty big i think they were who were they just on tour with was it Borknagar? I think there was yeah, it was yeah, uh, it was like a, yeah, um, it was like over the this past fall or this past spring. Um, it was like a rotting Christ um, Borknagar, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, that's yeah, I, I still dig them though; they're they're cool. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's everyone should just you know check out all these bands and especially the the new album Scourge of Humanity. Um, yeah, you mentioned that you guys are selling some like physical like CDs on your Bandcamp. Yeah, we got a we got a Bandcamp page. I think every band worth their salt should put together a Bandcamp page at least. You know, if you're not if someone's not interested in doing Facebook or Instagram or what, like I get that, but definitely a Bandcamp page is kind of where it's at. And then, um, you know, I've been trying to cut deals with any online music distribution sites to sell the physical CDs or record stores. Uh, everyone that I've ever called so far has been really, really helpful. So either you know, like cutting a consignment deal or some sort of wholesale deal to, to anyone, but just getting it out to the, out to the world any way I can. I imagine there's probably a record store in Albuquerque, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Oh, let, me, let me see. Um, it's like a comic book store. Um, oh yeah. That makes sense. There's one of the uh, Ojata records up in Grand Forks is like that. Yeah, it's uh, the downtown um, Albuquerque. Uh, let me see. It's called. Um, I think it's called Astro Zombies. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that place. Um, yeah, they they have, it's like a it's like comic books and records and CDs. So. Um, yeah. And that's been the difficult part is some places only sell vinyl records. And when I'm on the phone with them, I'm like, yeah, if I had a vinyl record, I'd sell it to you, but I don't, I got a CD there. The, the cost for production is so much lower than putting out a vinyl record. And I'm uh, definitely a fanatic when it comes to collecting vinyl records and a little bit of an audiophile. So for me, yeah, if I could get out an actual vinyl record, that'd be the coolest thing. Yeah, I like CDs. Um, I guess maybe it's because I just grew up like in the like '90s and like oh, early yeah. 2000s when you know having like uh, like a CD player was like essential. And yeah, yeah. So I kind of fall back on CDs a lot, and I do like to get the vinyl. I, I only usually get the vinyl if I really want to like support because um, I usually like like I really gotta like it's like an investment for me. I really gotta like. You know, I really got to know what I'm in for. I don't really do a lot of mm-hmm. blind, like blind, like you know, buying of vinyl. But usually the CD, if it if it's um, um, like if I'd never heard of it and I want to check it out, I'll, I'll almost only I'll almost always get the the CD or digital like copy. But, yeah, um, and I don't I probably can't see it, but I've got behind me a a shelf full of CDs. Uh, that's where oh, yeah. I I started out. I just had a little box. The first 
I'm trying to remember what the first CD I ever bought was. I think the first CD I ever bought with my own money was City of Evil by Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, nice. I don't know if you ever listened to that one or not, but my old brother oh, yeah, had yeah. it. I bought it from Walmart. It's the censored edition, which isn't my favorite, but yeah, it's the first one I ever bought. And now I've got now I got a bunch of records and a bunch of CDs. So yeah. it's it's nice. I'll tell you my first CD, it was um the Spawn soundtrack. You remember the movie Spawn? Um, oh no way, really? Yeah, it was like the nineteen ninety six or seven movie. I just remember it had um like a Marilyn Manson song on it that I thought yeah. was like really catchy. And um, yeah, I think that was like the first like big like CD I I, I picked up. And when, going back on it, I, I really want to like get the vinyl just because like there's a lot of cool bands. I think there's like Corn and um, just a lot of like new metal bands. That, you know, I grew up listening to. I, I really want to hunt that down again or get the That's copy cool. of this either the CD or record if it's if it's available. Do you have a, a Discogs account? You ever heard of that yeah. website? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Cool. I, I haven't. I haven't updated it recently, but um, yeah, I know that there's like people that sell a bunch of stuff on there. Um, yeah, been, those. Oh, I've been sorry, considering like I, I've been considering like like trying to sell like some of my stuff on there, but um, haven't like sat down and actually done it. Yeah, I've got um, I've got all the records that I've listened to cataloged in there in my record collection. I'm trying to get through my my CD collection too, so I've got everything cataloged. But I spend more time on that than I care to admit. <laughs> but yeah. there's so much cool stuff on there too. Yeah, the, I was really into updating my records on it, but it's been almost like a year since I've done it. But um, I, I I noticed that if you open the app, you can scan the barcode, and then it, it'll yeah. um it'll give everything. It'll list the tracks and everything. You know, cut the you know, you don't have to like manually enter it. You can just scan the barcode and it's really cool. Oh yeah. The, the worst are older pressings of any black Sabbath record I have or Led Zeppelin or Van Halen. Cause there's just so many pressings of all those albums and having to sit through all that, they're a real pain. But, uh, what was I cataloging? I got a Sturgill Simpson album called, uh, uh, the dude in Juanita. And there's only three copies, you know, there's only three editions of it on vinyl. So I was like, well, I have that one and, you know, <laughs> click next, you know, I was like, yeah. that, was, that was easy enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to get back on it and um, update it. Cause I noticed like when I was really into it, people would like message me and ask me like about certain like records in my collection. And mm -hmm. I think I even did a few trades that way too. It was really cool. Yeah. It, it gives me access to well, stuff that I didn't know existed, whether it's like a, a promo single or some kind of one-off deal. Or uh, maybe it's a record that, you know, it's not going to be in Fargo anytime too soon, but I can buy it from this guy in Japan and maybe I can cut a deal with him on, you know, on shipping. You know, maybe I buy a couple things from him and he kind of uh, gives me a deal on some stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely check out your your Discogs page um, and then I'm going to try to update mine. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a cool it's it's a cool website. I got uh, Henry from Pursuit into it, so he's got all of his records on it now too. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, I usually like to. I'm kind of gone through most of my questions. I like to ask. Just uh, I'm curious, like kind of. Um, well, I guess it's the, like the end of the year. But were there any like um, end of the year or favorite albums that you 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 know wanted to uh, mention from the this past 2020 2022? Sorry. Uh, I'm not, 
Yeah, I'm not super good at that. I've got um, every time someone recommends me an album, I put it in my big Excel spreadsheet and I keep track of everything I've ever listened to. So I'm always jumping from year to year to year. So I don't really, gosh, what's, what's one that I listen to a lot this year? I listened to Human by Death a lot this year. So maybe that's my <laughs> album of the year. That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That or um, what was the, the, the second Necrophagist album? I listened to that a lot this year too. Oh, Epitaph or something like that. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not, I'm not super, I know I got friends of mine who are really good at keeping track of the new releases for, for each year. And it's just not, uh, it's just not really how I like to listen to stuff. I try and listen to like uh, probably four to five new albums a week, or maybe, you know, up to one a day, one to two a day, but I keep track of it in a, in a big Excel spreadsheet that I've got a randomizer in and it picks from a random cell and I've got it. I have a count on it. I think I listened to my 1000th unique album. Like last week it was a, it was a Voivod record. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I'm a, cool. I'm a big nerd with when it comes to, to numbers, I'm an engineer. That's my daytime job. So I, yeah. I deal with numbers a lot. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of like the year end things. Like I, anyone, I think uh, like if you follow like um, you know Garrett from All, I think he did a year end. I was looking at his year end like uh, list on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm just a big fan of like what. Curious as to like what people were like really into. I've got it. I yeah, I've got it now. Uh, the Astral Forest by Dark Throne. I'm gonna. I'll put. I'll put that oh. down. That was really oh. cool. I like that awesome. a lot. I, I love Dark Throne. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, um, I'm going to like put it like, I don't know. I might list it. Like you do just do like a podcast or like, uh, lately I just been like do just doing like YouTube videos, but I made a list here. I'm going to, I've been like, oh, there you I go. I, yeah. I had it. I had like 40 like albums and then I cut it down to 20 like today, but I might rearrange stuff, but I'll probably like do like a year end, like best of list. I, I, I just, I don't think it's funny. I think it's cool. Yeah, and uh, I hope you wait until the end, the actual end of the year, because I see people putting out end of the year lists in the middle of November. It's like, oh yeah, it's yeah, no, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm still like <laughs> listening to stuff, so like the ranking might change, but um, yeah, probably like the last week of the year, we'll, I'll probably do it. But um, there, there's one album that hasn't come out yet. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think it comes out this Friday. Uh, it's called Woods of Desolation. The band. Um, it's like a it's similar to like ghost path you know like atmospheric like depressive like black metal but um nice. i think i think they're from i want to say australia or new new zealand but uh i think it's their first album like in like eight years um but yeah i'm really looking forward to that one um i'm gonna wait till the, it like arrives before i like listen to the whole thing but i, no, I heard a yeah. few, i heard a few tracks here and there but uh, i'm i'm waiting for the album to show up and then i'll i'll check it out that's a that's a part of the world i don't pay enough attention to as far as music or metal music is concerned is australia new zealand yeah um yeah no i i just been a fan of that band i think uh like when i was like going to school in north dakota i i listened to a lot of music out there just because you know with school and going mm-hmm. to school and then like there's not a lot to do outdoors so i i like really just like dug into like just listen to albums and um, yeah. Just, yeah, I was I was the exact same way. Uh, I have a degree in 
civil engineering and a degree in philosophy. It, it took me five years, but I listened to a ton of music when trying to get through trying to get through all of that. Yeah, just studying in the library. Like I just had my headphones oh, yeah. on and like just reading and like going through my notes. So um, and whatever uh whenever I needed to do a lot of like calculations, a lot of math or anything, it was always fast, really loud stuff. Uh, like Miss Machine by Dillinger Escape Plan. That's usually and I still listen to it when I'm at work. I got to do a lot of do a lot of numbers stuff. It just helps. It helps with concentration. But to an outsider, they'd be like, "What in the world is happening in that guy's earbuds?" You know? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, like, yeah, just like, uh, like I, I do a lot of running too. So I listen to a lot of like, you know, music while oh, I'm cool. running too. So kind of, I try to pick um, like music that has a good pace. That way, I don't burn myself out. Like, you know, running to like, you know. Uh, I don't know. Um, Dark Throne. I think if I ran ran to Dark Throne, I might like run <laughs> run out of steam too fast. Yeah. No. No. I totally. Get, I totally get that. Or like listening to like a live Sepultura album. Those like, especially on the. Ah, uh, oh, why can't I think of the album after Arise, but before Roots? It's oh, on the chaos, tip of my chaos, chaos AD. Chaos AD. Yeah. That the recordings from that tour when they're playing live are just ridiculously fast. So I can't even like trying to run to that would be, would be a bit of a challenge. You're doing like three minute miles. Oh man. Trying to that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's cool. Thanks for those recommendations. Um, yeah. Hey, I got um, a, I got a question for you though. Yeah. Um, you know, since we were kind of on the, I mentioned Sepultura, you had Max Cavalera on your podcast, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. What was that like? That I listened to that. I was that's got to be amazing. Yeah. What happened was well, ever since I started doing these, like I think uh, 2020, I kind of started like doing these like more frequently. But I I knew like Max was like the number one. Like I, I've always like wanted. I I'm, I'm just a big Max fan. I have like all the Soulfly records, mm-hmm. and um, well, that's how I got into them was Soulfly. But then. I kept like messaging all his like, you know, accounts, like the social media email. I just kept doing it like over and over. I don't know. They probably got tired of me doing it. And I finally got a response. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got a response on, I think it was the go ahead and die um, account. And his, I guess his wife, uh, Max's wife runs all those accounts and she uh, responded to me. And then she said, yeah, she's like, we can do it. And um, you know, the, they told me actually they game they they were gonna play a show like like not far from here like um uh and they told me like yeah let's do it over there and then um turns out they canceled the show and then you know I I, I just messaged them again and then they're like oh yeah you know we couldn't make the show but they said we could do the we could do it by phone and so then um um yeah they told me like you know you can do it but it's it's gonna be twenty minutes and don't mention any Sepultura stuff. And then I was like, oh, hard, cool. And then, yeah. And then like, um, she sent me a number to call and I texted the number and then they texted me back. They're like, yeah, call back, call back in like 10 minutes or something. And then they're like, yeah, he, you know, he's out like Max is out, you know, busy right now. Call back or text in 10 minutes. So then, yeah, I, I texted him and they're like, okay, yeah, he's ready. And then, so I called it and his wife answered the phone and she's like, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's me, Gloria. And then they're like, he's right here. And she's a remember 20 minutes, don't mention Sepultura. And then like she gave oh, him the file. Wow. And I was like super nervous. I had a, a timer on my phone. Like I was timing myself. Yeah. And then um, 
yeah, it's kind of hard too. Cause like, and I didn't want to cut him off. Cause I, I felt like, you know, I didn't get a chance to get through everything, but I think I ended up going like 23 or 24 minutes, but um, yeah, it was just like super, like, I was exciting, man. I was like, I was just like trying to listen, but at the same time, keep track of the time and keep track of like the questions I made. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a thrill. Um, you well, go yeah, back was... and listen to that ap- to that episode. Like, <laughs> no. I got to talk to that guy. You know, no, I uh, I, I haven't. But um, the cool thing was um, there's this uh, you know website, the blabbermouth dot net yep. website. Yeah, uh, somehow they they picked it up and then they like they like shared it and like a lot of people were listening to it too. So, um, yeah, that was really That's cool. cool. Yeah, I really want to talk to. Um, I've been trying to email. I actually got a response and then like I haven't heard anything back ever since. Um, Chuck Billy from Testament. Like, um, yeah, I really want to talk cool. to him. Yeah. I really yeah. want to talk to him. Uh, I just, you know, I just, maybe I just got to do what I did before. Just, just keep just bombarding yeah, just them keep with emails. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, um, there's some other people too. I, I'd like to talk with, I mean, I mean, just like, uh, I definitely like, um, Randy from Lamb of God. I think he's, um, he'd be really neat to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I know he like supports a lot of like, you know, um, you know, uh, like what stuff that like the native, you know, American people go through. And then, um, I really want to talk to the, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Joseph, I think, or Joe from Gojira, the singer of Gojira. Mm-hmm. That'd be mm-hmm. really cool. And then if I can get like a couple of those more people, then I'll just call it, call it a day. I'll just, I'll, I can, I'll just, I'll just quit. Yeah. <laughs> I I imagine you probably have like a dream list of like, I want to talk to these people. If I could do that, you know, that'd be, uh, yeah, I can't even, uh, I can't even imagine. I almost got a, an autograph from Max one time. They, uh, Soulfly did a show at the aquarium downtown Fargo and it was packed in there. Like I'm, I think they, went a little bit over capacity but i'm not a i'm not a fire marshal <laughs> there's only there's only two ways to get out of the aquarium if you're on stage one is past the uh past the ticket window and the other one is through the back where the bands load all their gear i'm thinking like there's no way he's walking all the way through this crowd so i i walk downstairs because i've played a bunch of shows at the aquarium i know where the stairs is so i'm waiting down there and I'm waiting for the show to end. And sure enough, here he comes with his tour manager down the stairs. And I can't get a word out. I'm just like, hey, man, can you? And then his tour manager was like, no, nope, we don't got time for this. And I had my the CD covers for him to sign. He goes, it's all right, man. And then he gave me a fist bump. <laughs> so I was oh, like, well, man. I got I got that at least. You know, I'm, I met yeah. the dude that I've been seeing on, you know, on these album covers. But it would have been cool to get an autograph from him. Yeah, dude, that that would have been legendary. I mean, I, yeah, I, any any show that he does, I'll, I'm gonna, you know, try my best to see. I really want to see, uh, you know, his project Killer Be Killed. Like, um, yeah, I, yeah. I think they've only done like European festivals. Like, they, I don't think they've ever played in the U.S. yet. But that's the one I'm, I really want to see. My uh, my girlfriend really likes that band. I'm like, this, this, this dude from Sepultura, you know that? She's like, yeah, yeah, I already know that. <laughs> I'll just keep bugging her about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who else is in that? Him. That's uh, the the singer of Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah, uh, Greg, yep. uh, the guitarist, um, Mastodon. Uh, I forget his name. Oh, uh, Troy Sanders. Yeah, uh, yeah. from Mastodon. And then isn't and then, it like the it's the drummer from the Mars Volta, isn't it? Or do I got that wrong? 
uh, I think he was on the first album and then I, no, 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 wait. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the bassist, I think they've been switching bassist. Um, I think, um, I think it was like, conver- uh, I want to say the basis of converge or the basis of, um, uh, I want to say it's converge, but I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm not sure actually, but I know the basis kind of changes, but okay. Um, but yeah, they're, they're cool. I mean, like, um, they're really catchy. I think, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know if it's like their Max's attempt to like write, like, you know, like rock kind of music, but I think it's cool. It's, it's pretty, it's eclectic because when you think of all of those bands, Dillinger, Mastodon, Mars Volta, Sepultura slash Soul, like, it's just kind of, it's kind of all over the place. And, with all those different personalities, I would think it would be really difficult to write uh, anything decent, but they, they seem to pull it off. It's a, it's a really cool combination. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I just want to figure I'm I'm like banging my head against the, like, well, trying to figure out who that basis is for. Oh yeah. See, I thought Troy Sanders was playing bass, but maybe he does guitar on that. Let me see um okay i found it um all right yeah okay never mind. i got it wrong the, it's the drummer of uh uh converge oh that's and, what it is okay yeah you're right yeah the it's the uh troy sanders um plays bass um max on guitar and greg of dylan tree yeah okay so that, that's how it goes okay yeah so you're right. Uh, Troy Sanders on bass, and then uh, the drummer of Converge, um, Ben Kohler. I mean, it's still it's still pretty wild, you know. Converge yeah. is a great band. Uh, ever uh, did you ever get to see the Dillinger Escape Plan live? No, I know uh, they they they're done, right? I never got a chance to yeah. see them live. I saw them with my older brother, who's also a really big fan of Dillinger. We saw them at uh, Northern Invasion in 2017 in Somerset, Wisconsin. And uh, they put on, you know, they put on a Dillinger show, but it was only like a half hour, 40 minutes, something like that. So I wish it would have been, I wish it would have been a bit longer. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, they don't have any bad albums. Yeah, I only got into a couple of them. I want to say... I think when I was like really discovering things like out of high school, I remember like, yeah, listening to um, a bunch of their relapse albums. And then yeah, I think I, my taste kind of like started going towards like, I don't know, like, I guess like thrash and death metal and black mm-hmm. metal. And I kind of like shifted away from like, um, I don't know, I guess bands that weren't those, that style. But yeah, I definitely remember hearing like, yeah, like the Miss Machine album. Which is just uh, as as a as a drummer listening to that album, it just it hurts my brain listening to it. It's like, how is that even possible with just four limbs? I like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go back and like check out some more. Um, yeah, how how are their later albums? I really didn't really get a chance to check those like the last two albums they put out. Uh, the um, last one that they put out, it's. I don't want to say it's mainstream, but it's definitely got a bit more, a uh, bit more parts to it. They've got a song called uh, "Symptoms of a Terminal Illness," illness which I, I think is really cool. It's got it's got a really nice ebb and flow, but certainly they still have got elements of their 
you know, previous uh, iterations. Um, One of us is the killer is pretty much great front to back. I've never really gotten much into uh, what is it called? Is it operation paralysis or oh yeah yeah option yeah. option paralysis? That one's that one's pretty all right. I'm trying to think if they have any anything else other than that. I want to say there's a there's an album in between their last album and um, uh, option paralysis, but I can't remember can't remember which one it is. Yeah. Or if they, they might have a like an EP or like a live album in there. Okay, yeah. Um... Yeah, we've touched on quite a bit of genres just in this one <laughs> little podcast. Yeah, no, it's fun. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, at, I'm a music I'm at, nerd, so I try and listen to as much stuff as I can, even outside of metal. I try and listen to a bunch of other oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I, I I kind of more just metal focus, but um, if I do listen to something that's not metal, I don't know. I tend to like listen to some country music, but um, okay. But yeah, I definitely I'm not I'm not like a I'm not like deep diving in like, you know, the demos of like country artists. Like, like, I do, <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I don't know if like, I'm not sure if like Luke Holmes has demos that like were like being bootlegged. I don't know. Right. That's yeah. I don't know if that's something that's uh unique to metal or, or not, I suppose. Uh, like, Hey guys, I've got this, I got this demo of Carrie Underwood, like check it out. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing or not. <laughs> Yeah, I know with country, like they have songwriters, like professional songwriters, like that they basically just sit in a room and they try to write the catchiest, most like hooky music and then they sell it. They like sell it to like the bigger artists. I know that's kind of making more money than I am, that's for sure. But I just, yeah, (laughs) I don't, uh, I don't get it. Um, My girlfriend and I just saw Charlie Parr and Trampled by Turtles. Uh, at the armory a couple weekends ago they're not country but they're certainly folk and it's really it's really cool stuff it's all it's all acoustic so going from listening to a lot of heavy distortion music to that was quite the transition but uh you ever listen to uh like culture wall or sturgill simpson or any of those types uh, of music? yeah as sturgill simpson yeah i've heard of him he um so like i i watch a lot of like skateboarding like stuff online and i remember one of the when there's this one skateboarder he he edited his um his footage to like a Churchill simpson it was like a a cover of um of um nirvana yeah uh he did it, it in bloom, bloom on, yeah uh yep on his uh third album it's uh a sailor's guide to is it a sailor's guide to the universe it's a yeah it's yeah. a blue album with uh, a ship on the cover it's it, that's a pretty it's a pretty spacey album but uh, Sturgis Simpson is cool or uh, Casey Musgraves you ever heard of her oh yeah 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 she's cool I like her stuff too yeah I've I mean I kind of grew up in the 90s so I kind of default back to like 90s like country artists um, oh right on yeah um I know um I think yeah George Strait like re- announced a tour I think in the in the springtime I'm definitely going to try to check that out um I've, that's cool yeah, I mean he's he's like big around here. Everyone everyone like loves George George Strait, you know, metal yeah. and on metal. Like everyone digs him or appreciates him. That's uh like Garth Brooks around here. Uh he's sold out the Fargo Dome here in town, I think like four or five nights in a row. Something just absurd like that. It's just I can't even imagine having that big of a fan base. But you know, I suppose when you're at that level, you you kind of you get used to it after a while. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I dig uh, Garth Brooks too. And um, I'd say, um, I don't know. I, I try to, I, I do have a small like record collection of some, some country. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there was one I was like hunting. It was the soundtrack to urban cowboy. Like, like I grew up listening to that, like front to back, you know, okay, the John cool. Travolta movie, the John Travolta oh, no. urban cowboy movie. Um, yeah. I remember just like listening to that, like as a kid. And then just like, I was like, man, I really want to get the album on vinyl. And then I was just like hunting it down. And um, I don't know if it was out of print or whatever, but I found like a record store, like in, in Sedona, Arizona. And mm-hmm. um, I saw it listed. This was like a couple of years ago. But I think since then it, they like repressed it, and now you can like probably buy it at Walmart now. But um, yeah, I remember cool. like it just just like just like really like obsessed with trying to find that album, and then I finally got it, and um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's just classic. I listen to that like all the time. Was that uh, was that before or after he was in Pulp Fiction? Oh, way before. This is like nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty one or something. Okay, I was getting confused with Midnight Cowboy with uh, John Voight and uh, 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 um, who else is in that? No, um, it, yeah. it's he's in that same that same cast of people. It's like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and uh, I don't remember who the, he was. He's in uh, The Graduate and uh, Rain. Oh, Man. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, he's in Midnight Cowboy. I've got. I think I'm imagining that Urban Cowboy and Midnight Cowboy are very different movies, though. Yeah, no. Um, Urban Cowboy, it's uh I think you could probably stream it somewhere, but it's um it's actually I would say it's actually it didn't age very well because there's a lot of stuff on there that like probably like people would not consider cool anymore. Like uh, probably it's just, like, not. Yeah, a lot of like like drinking and like a lot of like you know domestic violence and like really i don't know yeah when i watch it over again it's like whoa like this is like acceptable like back then but yeah it's it's um the soundtrack's cool though like the stuff on there is not though <laughs> but, no uh, no i but i've never watched i've never seen that movie i just know that it's it's a movie from the 70s and you know it's intense yeah um but the music's cool i mean i, I yeah <laughs> yeah i've got a i got a hypothesis about that so leaded gasoline was made illegal in what was that the 60s or the 70s something like that and so basically you had the whole automobile industry spewing out toxic poison into the air well when people have lead poisoning they're more prone to to violence and when you look at the charts of violent crimes they they increase until leaded gas is made illegal and then they decrease and I think wow. there was just something about having all that and plus a bunch of other things, but lead specifically coursing through the veins of America in the 60s, 70s and into the 80s that made all of those sorts of those cultural movements and the music and the, the movies that came out. It's, you know, it's probably one part in a whole bunch of other things, but I wonder if it's just a hypothesis, but oh, wow. I, I imagine that lead gasoline probably had something to do with all that oh yeah especially like you know especially out in the country people drive like big trucks like gas guzzlers yeah yeah um but oh yeah like yeah i was just gonna i was just saying like yeah the country music is kind of like my my if i want to take a break from from all the like aggressive stuff i'll I'll just turn on the radio or you know I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I usually just turn on the radio, country radio, and see what's out there. And 
uh, I really I like blues music. So I, I like R.L. Burnside and Junior Kimbrough, like early Black Keys and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. So uh, and I also like to listen to like hard bop jazz, mostly for the, the instrumentation of it. it's really interesting. But when I yeah, when I come home from a metal show, I'm either listening to nothing or I'm listening to something a little bit a little bit cooler just to kind of give my ears a break. I don't know if you've ever listened to any of that sort of stuff before. Uh, I figured you'd probably listen to, like you said, a lot of country too. But. Yeah, usually after I'm done with the, uh, yeah, after I go to a, a metal show, I usually just listen to the radio. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, uh, like, like if I go to like a death metal show, I'll just like listen to like the classic rock station when I'm driving home. No, no, uh, I, like I totally get that. And there'll be times you know, it's a 20 minute drive from where I live to where the aquarium's at. And I'll be just driving along. And then I realize I've been sitting in my car listening to nothing for the last 15 minutes. And it just kind of dawns on me, you know, it's like yeah. in total silence. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there, uh, you know, I know there's a bunch of like local like bands out in Fargo that play, but are there a lot, have lately, have there been a lot of like, like more like uh, national bands that have been going through Fargo? Uh not particular. I suppose there's a band called Ken Mode, and I had seen them. Uh, I had seen they're like getting reviewed and stuff like that, but they're on the you know lower echelon as far as national rec- recognizability. Um, we don't get a whole lot of uh, bigger metal shows in town. A lot. Um, trying to think. Well, my first show ever. I should. I should maybe take that back. My first show ever was um, Slayer, Testament, and Carcass at the Fargo Civic Center. That would have been March 2016. And I know Ghost has played in town a handful of times. They played at the Civic Center and at uh, Shields Arena. I only live a couple blocks away from there. Anthrax did a one-off show at the Sanctuary Event Center. It was 21 plus, so I couldn't go. But they had done a, they were on tour with Slayer for their, I think it was for their final world tour and anthrax did a one-off show here in fargo they're just um so we've got the aquarium which is like a 200 capacity venue and we've got the sanctuary event center which is i'm just gonna guess probably six seven hundred capacity venue if you want to you know pack a show in there and then from there up it's either the shields arena which is like nineteen thousand people or like the fargo dome which is like 20 or 25 so there's nothing good for kind of in between and people haven't been booking shows at the civic center for whatever reason it is. So there used to be a venue in town called, um, it was called playmakers and the hub. And it had a bunch of other names, but like Lamb of God came through there once motorhead came through there once war came through there once and, uh, it shut down. I, I imagine it's just, you know, like anything, it's hard to run a venue. And now it's a wedding venue. I was there a couple months ago. I was like, this is a really nice place, but Motorhead played like right there, you know? And <laughs> yeah. now I'm watching a bride and groom have their first dance. Like, it's just so weird. So it's awesome. I think um, I'm guessing some of it has to do with that. There's just not a, there's just not a, a good mid-sized venue for bands to come through. And uh, like we were talking before the podcast, like, Unless you're going to do a run through Canada, you know, go up to Winnipeg and then Saskatoon, Edmonton, 
there's nothing from Fargo all the way out to the West Coast unless you want a chance at going through Idaho or Montana, especially in uh, in the winter from December to February. Like, good luck driving through Montana and Idaho. And so we're kind of, we're more or less landlocked for that reason, as far mm-hmm. as metal is concerned. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You mentioned the Slayer Testament carcass. I was at that show, like in, in Fargo. <laughs> like when you I was were at that there. show? Yeah. Yeah. I was at no that way. show. No way. Yeah. I drove yeah, from. See, I told you. Yeah. I, we, we've crossed paths before. Yeah. I drove, I was living in Bismarck at the time. I like drove. I was, it was nice. I remember it was on a Saturday, which was cool because I didn't have school yeah. or anything. Yeah. I drove like from Bismarck to Fargo and uh, it was actually oh. my first time seeing Slayer. Let me, um, let me grab something real quick. Hold on. Let me see. Yeah, there it is. I caught this at that show. It's a drumstick from Paul Bostiff. Oh, damn. Yeah. And it was like the coolest thing. He just like, Threw it and I snatched it right out of the air. Yeah, I'm six four, so I'm taller than most <laughs> people. So I was able to just grab. I don't know if you can see that oh, or not, yeah, but it's see that. it's sick. all chewed up and stuff, and it's still got the grip. To, it's dried out now, so it moves. But yeah, dude, this is like the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my my first concert ever. Was that show? Nice. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was cool. I mean. Yeah, I remember just driving there on a Saturday, and, I, and then I actually drove back to Bismarck that same night. I think I got home. Like oh, that's rough. Three in the yeah. morning or something. Um, and then yeah, you're right. There wasn't a whole lot of shows when I was out there. I remember there was one. Um, I think it was like Devil Driver and like Whitechapel played. Um, I forget the name of the venue. Um, but I remember it was like on. Luckily, on a weekend, I got to check it out, and then. Um, there's like a, I remember going to like the record store out there. And then I remember the the dude running the record store out in Fargo. He told me there was a show going on and I went and checked it out. Um, like just down the street from the record store. I forget the name of the band though. Um, like Iron Wolves or something like that. Iron Wolves or. That, I think uh, they're a band from Duluth, aren't they? Was that at the Red Raven? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, um like i don't know post metal like uh that sounds about right i think thrall frost had been asked to do that show but we had other commitments or we couldn't be on it for some reason I, I don't i can see the poster of that but i don't remember going to that one yeah i remember there was a couple of shows going on like around like february i remember i was living in grand forks i really wanted to go and then when i went outside to start my truck my battery died and i was like oh shit i can't go now because the, the it's winter the, it's yeah. the worst yeah. yeah we've got kind of a a hard rule now it's uh, like no out of town shows january and february just because it's i don't know and other bands do it and that's that's up to them but it just seems like it's a big risk to go out and play 400 miles away and then get stuck there for two days or it's negative 20 out, you know, it's just, it's a real big risk. And I've seen way too many shows get canceled or postponed to March because of it. So it just kind of, yeah, it doesn't make sense to drive out of town, especially when it gets really cold, that negative 20 with a wind chill. It's like, nah, no one's coming to this anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, that's, that's intense. I, yeah, I only experienced it, a, like those couple of years I was there, but, um, yeah, it, 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 I think the coldest it gets here might be like 20 degrees. But, yeah, um, which 
it's not nothing. I mean, it's a, it's enough for someone to maybe not get frostbite, but certainly, you know, if you're out in the elements, you know, it's nothing to nothing to sniff at. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're in the Phoenix area, the coldest it gets like is like, you know, 50 degrees. It's, uh, That's so yeah. Wild. yeah. Yeah. It's paradise well, around this time. <laughs> so this time, this time last year was those Metallica 40th anniversary shows. And uh, my buddy and I, we flew from Minneapolis direct to San Francisco and we get off and it's like sunny and it's like 60 degrees out. And we're like, this is, why do we live in Minnesota again? (laughs) (laughs) And it was, we had driven from Fargo to Minneapolis. We were both living in Minneapolis. We stayed at his folks place. They live in Minneapolis. And uh, yeah, we were both living in Fargo. We drove there. And um, you can watch the temperature increase as you drive from Fargo to Minneapolis. It's like, on average, it's like 10 degrees, 15 degrees colder in Fargo than it is in Minneapolis. And then where I grew up in Red Lake Falls, Minnesota, it's 10 degrees colder than Fargo. So you drive from Minneapolis to Fargo up to Red Lake Falls, it's 20 degrees colder round trip. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be 32 in Minneapolis, but it's, you know, 12 in, in Red Lake Falls. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, I definitely, um, yeah, I, I just, I remember like during, or the, during those times, I just like stayed in my like apartment and I would like study all the time. Like I never left. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, after I left um, North Dakota, I moved to Phoenix and I was there for three years. And yeah, it was, it was pretty, I mean, it was, I got kind of expensive though. Cause like they, there's like a metal show, like almost every night of the week. And it's wow. a pretty like big market, you know? So like a lot of like, big uh, national bands will play and so i remember like one week i think i went to a concert like i want to say like six nights out of the week and it was like intense it was just you know like but, i knew that yeah it's i knew like know, i wouldn't i knew i wouldn't live there very long so i had to go <laughs> yeah and that's the thing like sometimes you just gotta sometimes you gotta go to six shows in a row you know because you never you never know um my whole thing now is like, well, I just got done going through a year and a half to 18 months with no shows. So if there was a couple months ago, there was a show at the aquarium and there was a show at Fargo Brewing Hall and there was really cool bands playing at both. So I just hopped back and forth from both shows and checked out five different bands at two venues. I was like, well, I, I might as well while I'm, while I'm at it, you know, and uh, Minneapolis is the same way. I got a buddy down there that lives in uh, Minneapolis and if there's a metal show, he's there. And I've, I've, I've seen him on his Snapchat stories, just the, the crazy views that he's getting at these concerts and all the different shows that he sees. So, you know, the way I see it, you know, more power to you. If, uh, if there was six shows in Fargo, I'd probably be at them. You know, it's just, it's yeah. a, the way to the way to kind of get out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I lived in Phoenix from 2017 to like 2020, and I think it was like 2019, right before the pandemic. Um, yeah, I, I I would like go to I would just go like you know like I think that was just kind of my way of like you know getting out of the apartment and like mm-hmm. you know, socializing and you know just having interactions with like because you know with work you know you you don't really like you know bond over like stuff like music or movies it's or anything like that it's just kind of no it's just more professional yeah you know as well as i do like listening to metal you're automatically just like put in this little corner just like well 
that's your music. No one else really, you know, listens to that. And I, yeah, I've always kind of felt like the, the square peg in a round hole at, uh, at wherever I've worked. Well, the job I currently have is really great, but it's still like, you know, you, you listen to it's, I don't want to say it's outsider music, but it's definitely, it's not super mainstream. And, uh, I always feel, I always feel like I'm with my people whenever I go to a metal show. It's, uh, it's cool. And then I don't know if you wear a, a vest with patches on it or not. Um, but you know, whatever you put on your vest and all the different patches and stuff kind of helps gauge the personality of that person. That's always a conversation starter for me. Like, Oh, cool. You've got a, you know, you've got a, whatever, a, a necrophagist patch or you've got a Metallica patch or where'd you get the Pantera back patch, things like that. Uh, I've got a leather vest with uh, a rise by Sepultura as the back patch surrounded oh, nice. by a bunch of other different bands. Yeah, no, I've always wanted to get one. I've, I haven't, I, I've been collecting patches for, I don't know, like past like five years. And I, I haven't like invested the time to, to put, put it on a vest, but yeah, yeah. No, I always, I always admire it. I think it's cool. And, uh, and every, every single one is different. Everyone's got their own uh, sort of thing. So uh, which, uh, do you have a back patch? Do you have like a centerpiece that you want to, that you want to get, you know, find or have you bought? Um, no, I've been more just collecting like the, the smaller ones. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll show you one I got recently. Yeah. So uh, a few nights ago, I saw this band Wake and this band Wayfair. Um, oh, I've heard of them before. Yeah, I got the flag behind me. That's the it's the cover of a Wayfair album behind me. Oh, sick! They're they're like one of my favorites. They're like um, uh, actually, yeah, they're like um, they're like a black metal, but then you know they infuse black metal with like Western like movie soundtrack kind of like you know um like Dude, steel cool. steel guitars and like organs and so um yeah this is uh who i saw um i've been collecting little patches like this but i don't i don't yeah. have the i don't have the the big one though that you're that you're that you mentioned the the center one the center yeah, I mean, patch you know you can do whatever you want i've certainly seen vests online and in person where people just put a bunch of patches on uh i just it's kind of been my it's what I see a lot is someone will have uh, a big patch in the middle as a centerpiece. Like, you know, this is what this best is about. And then all the going around it and whatnot, you know, I'm, I'm a part of a couple of Facebook groups that of just people like showing off, like, well, here's my best of all Slayer patches. Here's my best of all green patches. You know, people get really into this, you know, you start getting, there's some dudes out there that got like 20 vests of all different, different sorts. And you gotta, I imagine they got pretty good calluses on their hands from all that sewing. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I were to do it, I'd probably just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I grew up, I was like born and raised in Arizona. I'd probably maybe kind of design it around like bands from Arizona. That way, you know, someone's curious about the area. Get a gate creeper patch. Oh, hell yeah. I love gate creeper. Yeah. You know, if you want to do that, you know, certainly, but yeah, I don't, you know, give it, uh, give it some thought maybe dude, that'd be, yeah. that'd be really sick. 
Yeah, or uh, uh, Sepultura, I could say, like, Max lives in Arizona, so he he gets the Dude. center. <laughs> yeah, that counts. Or yeah. just a big picture of him, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah, yeah, a picture of Max, yeah. That'd be um, cool. Yeah, no, I dig, I dig him. Uh, they're going to, the Soulfly is going to tour on their new album that came out over the summer. Um, I think next month in January, and they're playing a show about an hour, an hour from here. So I'm definitely going to try to make that show. Um, yeah, the Soulfly is like kind of like how I discovered Max. And so I definitely want to be at that, uh, that show, the next Soulfly show. So did you, had you been listening to Soulfly before you had listened to Sepultura? Yeah. Uh, what happened was, oh, um, wow. so like, yeah, when I was like in, I don't know, eighth grade or something like, um, like, uh, I remember my dad took me to like this one, um, CD store called warehouse and, and, um, in uh, this place called Flagstaff, Arizona. And he let me like pick a CD and I picked the, I picked a CD. It was called, uh, it was like, a like a compilation. It had, it was called like the hard, the heavy, and so like the hard uh, disc was like all the rock bands, and then the heavy disc was all the like the metal bands. And cool. um, yeah, there was a Soulfly song on that CD, and I think it was the "Eye for an Eye" song from the first Soulfly album. You okay. Know, the "Eye for an Eye," it's like the first song off the first Soulfly album. Yeah, that song was on that uh, compilation, and then yeah, it was like just super heavy and catchy. And I think a couple months later, the, the second Soulfly album came out, the, the primitive album, um, which is, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen the, I know I've seen the album cover before. Yeah. Which, which is basically like Max with like, with like a bunch of like new metal, like vocalists. Like there was like, you know, Corey from Slipknot and Fred Durst from like Limp Bizkit and Chino Marino from Deftones. It's like basically like, wow. a it was a basically it was a new metal, a Soulfly new metal album with all the all the current um, new metal vocalists that were big at the time, and I think kind of like that's kind of where I got really into Soulfly. And then I don't know, maybe like a couple, not not long after that, you know, I found out that he was part of Sepultura, and you know, I like discovered like Arise and like Beneath the Remains, mm-hmm. like after that must have been. That must have been quite a trip, like going from that Soulfly stuff to then listening to Sepultura, because it's not like they're super different, but they definitely like if you did an A B comparison, they're definitely really different, uh, really different styles. Oh yeah, yeah, especially like the beneath the remains and arise, and because then I think yeah. Max slowly transitioned to the new metal with the um, the Roots album. Yeah, um, that was the that was the first Sepultura album I I bought. We had uh, we've got a it's called the Consignment Store. It's a real catchy name, but it's all you know stuff people bring stuff in to sell on consignment, and you know they take a cut and then the store takes a cut to help run the store. But they had a CD section, and someone had brought in Roots by Sepultura, and I had listened to Arise and some of the other albums beforehand, but Roots was the first one I bought on CD because I was able to get it for like three bucks there. And uh, just today, I got in the mail, um, Run Out the Groove Records. It's a, it's a label that put out a deluxe edition of that album. So it's got a remastered version of Roots and then some like bonus tracks. So like different mixes and some different session recordings of that. And then a whole live set from OzFest 1996. Wow. Yeah, yeah dude. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to 
doing a deep dive through that. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I don't know. I, I, I need to get more into that. Um, the roots album. Cause I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like I, I focus more on like the arise and beneath the remains and chaos. CD. Yeah. It's, it's a little divisive, uh, as far you know, some people are like, you know, they really don't like that. It's the same thing with Metallica. They're like everything after the black album sucks. It's like, no, just like take it as it is for that piece of artwork. You know, you got to allow people to just, to explore and do their own things within that. And that's certainly the case with, with that album. I appreciate it for, for the art, you know, it's, it's yeah. great. Yeah. That's cool. I definitely, uh, I don't know, that sounds awesome. If I see that like roots box set, I'll definitely pick it up. Um, I just got in the mail, the, like, I guess Soulfly, um, they released their first four, uh, albums on vinyl, um, as a box. Cool. Set. And, yeah. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll pull it, pull it up right now. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah. See, uh, th- here's the the. Oops. This just came in. Nice. And then it's got the the first four Soulfly records. So I imagine when did those come out? They those come out mid to late. No, they must have come out late nineties, early two thousands, right? Yeah. The so this is the first Soulfly album. This one. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that cover before. Yeah, and it's got the I four nine. The first the first track is I four nine. Sick. And then um, this is this this is the this is the new out al- the new metal album I was telling you about, the primitive. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically, like the whole album has like a new metal vocalist on it. And then, oh, dude, that's sick. And then this is the third album. Uh, it's probably like, I don't know. I I never I I remember listening to it for the first time and I didn't it didn't really click with me. But um, I've never seen think- that one. Yeah, I think they're most. They always play this song live. Um, the last of the Mohicans, LOTM. They always play that okay. live. But I think this is probably my favorite. This is the Prophecy album. Um, like um, so the you know Soulfly had a guitarist named Mark Rizzo. Okay. Like this is the first album um, Mark Rizzo like appeared on and yeah it's just it's it's amazing it's just like it, it has all that catchy like groove metal uh tribal like you know shit that max is well known for it really comes together right there and then he really kind of kind of adds like some of the thrash in it so i think for that Dude, reason, that's really like, cool yeah and this is like a like a bonus i think it just has like unreleased songs and like live songs but yeah that's, that's the why i like box, box set. sets yeah. Is it on uh did they do a different colored vinyl with it or is it all, all standard black? It's all it's all standard. I think they were all black. Um no, I wish I wish they did a color, but they're all they're all okay, um, cool. just this regular black color. So here and I'll, I'll show you mine. So they did uh it came in a box, but here's this is live in Ozfest nineteen ninety-six. I don't know which which show it's from exactly. And then um, it's got some some bonus tracks on here. So 
on YouTube, you can find it. It's called the two meter sessions. Uh, there's a version of attitude on here. That's really, really intense with a really cool instrumental, uh, intro to it. And then they did a remaster of this. And then all of the, all of these ones are on a red, red vinyl, oh, nice. like a marble. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, I'm a, I'm a big nerd when it comes to different colored records and stuff like that. Yeah, me too. If I have the option of like a colored, a limited color one, I'll definitely go for that. Yeah. And that's like uh, the Phobophilic record. They did three different versions and I got all three different ones. Cause it was oh, like, nice. someone's gonna, yeah. they're going to sell out all of these different. So I might as well get it just because I'm a completist. Yeah. I only got the one, this one, uh, it's got the, it's the red. I don't know if you could tell it's the red with the, the, the yeah. smoke, smoky red. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's that's the only one. That's the only one I got. But then I, I saw I follow collectors on like Instagram, and there's like a gray with a splatter. I, I really mm-hmm. I, I kind of I kind of want to get that one instead now that I've seen it. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Um, and oh yeah, I, I brought one just to show off here. The the mall. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I got the. I think it's like the purple with the blue splatter ah dude yeah those are yeah i've got i picked up that one too they did another one that was uh color in color i think it's like blue with inside purple or something yeah and uh they they're doing a repress of it that's called eco green so whenever are, are you familiar at all with how they press vinyl records um i've seen like videos like yeah they they um i don't know they have a pressing plant and then they usually mm-hmm. get the the wax and then they press them the, the they press them together um but- yeah they they've got it it's they call it a puck cuz it's about the size of a hockey puck and when they when they put the stamps together you've got your 12 inches of pvc well there's always just a little bit of extra too and uh the companies like to recycle that just so one it saves money and you don't waste anything well, when you're doing all these different colored vinyl records and whatnot, you get a lot of colors. So what they'll do is they'll just melt those down and make new records from that. So with this eco green variant that Mall's putting out, it's all, you know, they don't guarantee a color for it because it's all sorts of different colors. So each each one's going to be a little bit different, which I think is it's really cool and helps save on PVC, especially considering uh, there's a, well, there was certainly a PVC shortage last year i don't know if they're still struggling with that or not but i know specifically in vinyl production there was uh there's definitely a bit of uh uh there's a lineup time like i ordered that roots box set in march and it arrived today oh wow yeah so i i had emailed the company just a couple days ago like hey i gave you my money like where's my box set man (laughs) and then it showed up at my door today oh nice yeah (laughs) um yeah i've i think i like yeah i think last year right like i'm pretty sure like everyone just sent their their music to the pressing plants and just jammed up the the assembly lines but um yeah dude yeah. it's nuts are you guys gonna do a vinyl run of uh the pursuit album if if i had the uh the startup money for it i would i would be sending in the order tonight but we just uh we just don't have the the financial support to do it. Yeah. 
Um, no, that's cool. I, I definitely want to get the CD. I, I, I totally slept on the Bandcamp Friday last like week. Um, I didn't even realize it was going on. Like my brother texted me like later that night. I was like, oh shit, I forgot that was today. And then was that last? It, so that would have been the second of December, right? Yeah, I totally missed it. And um, but I yeah, definitely wanna, don't don't feel bad. I missed it too. Like I saw people posting about it. I was like, was that really today? Because usually I get an email from it, you know, from Bandcamp saying, hey, we're doing it again. And I must have missed it, or you know, I've been so busy just trying to get in contact with places for distribution. So I might have gotten thrown to a spam folder or something, but yeah, don't feel bad. I missed it. I missed it too. And I run the page. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'll definitely um definitely gonna get a the pursuit album on CD. I think it's cool to just have the album. Well, well for me, like I I still like, you know. I still well this is my tape player but you know i still like to listen to like albums like front to back uh, either like tape mm-hmm. or cd or vinyl so yeah i'm I'll the same way you know I, I i go through spotify and i go through Bandcamp and i'll stream an album and i i look for that you know did they write a whole complete album or did they write one song with a bunch of filler you know and that's kind of that's kind of my gauge and then i'll go out and i'll buy the cd or or record or whatever if i really like it yeah um but um yeah no I, I like i said like the vinyl is like a big investment i i really mm-hmm. that's when i really want to show the support and then um the streaming stuff i'll just you know check it out and if it's cool i'll get the cd but um what's your preferred uh method for streaming do you use apple music or spotify or Bandcamp, or do you just kind of jump through different stuff i know youtube has a lot of music on it too I do Spotify. I think Spotify is probably just because, you know, doing this podcast, I, um, I put stuff on Spotify. So then I think that because of that, I think that's why I default to Spotify. Um, yeah. Now they're doing the, the Spotify wrapped at the end of the year. What was your, uh, did you, did you see like your top album or anything? Yeah. Yeah. I did mine. Um, I'll show you, um, well, we've been talking about, We've been talking about it this whole night, but um, it was um, my top one was Soulfly. Nice, dude. That's cool, man. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I, I don't know how Lama God ended up on mine though. Like, I don't know. I think maybe the the record label planted it there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you they listened want, to Nervosa? Yeah, Nervosa showed up there too. I I, I got into cool. them because um, I saw them. They opened for um. Cavalera, like when Cavalera, it was the first Cavalera, you know, the Beneath the Remains or Beneath the Arise. Yeah, um, I wanted show. to see that so bad. Yeah, the first Cavalera show was Albuquerque. And so uh Destruction and Nervosa were supposed to play like down oh. the down the street. And, yeah. and and uh Cavalera was gonna play at this big uh little like you know theater, and they just like combined the two shows like together so then it was like nervosa destruction yeah cavalera whoever um, made that decision made the right one because you were either having nobody at this one with two really good bands or you know and everyone at this one with fucking max and igor or you just combine the two and just kind of split the nah, that nervosa you said destruction yeah destruction yeah yeah, yeah fucking teutonic thrash metal man like you can't you can't beat those those dudes rule and then ah we uh pursuit did a show in chicago so we we booked a show in fargo and it was june 3rd 2021 and then we we had a show booked in chicago the next night uh june 4th it was a friday saturday 
so we get done. I did double duty. I did a thrall frost set and I did a pursuit set in Fargo. We packed up the van and left Fargo at like 1.30 in the morning, drove all the way out to Chicago and played a show there. Well, that same night in Joliet, Illinois, which is only, I think it's like an hour drive. It's just on the outskirts of Chicago. Max and Igor were doing their uh, Cavalera, uh, what was it called? Beneath the Arise tour. And I I so wanted to go to that, but I was like, there's no way we're going to do the show and go check that out and get paid for this one. So. I just kind of took the took the loss on that one. That would have been really cool to see. Yeah, I, they did a they did it back in I think May. I think May and June was the first and uh, yeah. part of it, and then they did the second part just recently. I I got to go to there. It was a the last show. One of the last shows. It was in Tucson, Arizona, um, back in October. It was like mm-hmm. yeah, the a couple of days before Halloween, which was cool. So I got to see it on both that would have been you know, cool. the the spring and then the fall. So. Yeah, it was Are awesome. you, um, oh, sorry. Were you oh, no, it, was, it, was, it was just cool just to see it again, like relive it. It wasn't as intense as the first one, but it was still, okay. it was still cool. Um, you said you're from, you said Fort Defiance. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how far I, away I, are you? Oh, uh, how far away are you from uh, Prescott, Arizona? Uh, it's quite a ways, probably like, oh, it is okay. four, out, four to five hours. Okay. Uh, when my uh, when my mom was a little kid, my grandpa was uh, an amateur uh, wrestler. I suppose he was a pro wrestler at that point. So there was uh, a wrestling league in Arizona, and um, she would have been in like second or third grade. So this is like early seventies when my grandpa was a professional wrestler there. So I did. I know. I know they lived in Arizona at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. It's closer to like the Phoenix area. That's like you know. Uh, I'm more in like the north east corner of arizona and then yeah prescott's about i want to say like an hour north of phoenix or okay an hour okay. and 30 minutes north of phoenix i've never uh i've never been uh down that way yeah it's kind of like split i think like when whenever there's like a, a big show or a big like you know band that's going through arizona it's almost always going to be phoenix or tucson like phoenix for sure is like the big market like you know they got all these like big arenas and mm-hmm. and then Tucson mm-hmm. is kind of like the the secondary market you know they it's a college town you, you uh, that's where I went to school U- University of Arizona but they got smaller like theaters and um they don't have like bigger re- they have like a convention center there but um it's kind of more of a secondary market and then the, probably the tertiary like third market would be Flagstaff Arizona it's closer to where I'm at it's okay. probably, I want to say like, it's similar to like Bismarck. It's like kind of like the same size and right. Yeah. People like there'll be bands that play there, but it's usually like, you know, the, um, kind of like the middle tier, like death metal, like, uh, hardcore will probably stop in Flagstaff. Um, whereas like, you know, the big upper, upper, uh, tier band, you know, like, um, I don't know, like Anthrax will probably stop in mm-hmm. Phoenix uh, of all the places uh, in Arizona. Um, and I imagine when you're at that level, like it's probably easier for them to put one book, one show for that bigger market than it would be to do a bunch of smaller shows, you know, just probably oh, yeah. more efficient, you know. Everyone in the state will, of that band will drive to Phoenix to, to yeah. see them. No, I like it. That totally makes sense. That, you know, only makes sense logistically, but you know, if I were to book a, sh- a, sh- a tour for 
pursuit, we probably have to make like three, four stops in New Mexico, Arizona, just to hit all the little markets. Cause we'd be playing in front of 40, 50 people a night, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys, I know you, you uh, mentioned you did a small tour. Was it mostly yeah. up in the Midwest area? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did six days in a row. Uh, we did, we started uh, Sunday in St. Paul. So we went uh, St. Paul, Des Moines, Kansas City, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Madison. And uh, just about all those shows were really good, uh, really big success as far as uh, we were concerned. You know, we came out ahead. We didn't lose a bunch of money, which is what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> you know, I was pretty much certain, like, we're going to end up on the side of the road somewhere in the middle of Illinois trying to get gas for something but no nothing like the our van ran just fine uh the people that we interacted with were great uh, everyone was real hospitable the people that saw our stuff were really into it uh madison and milwaukee were definitely really cool stops but you know the kickoff was uh in saint paul so we had a lot of people that we already knew at those shows but it was uh it was like probably top five experiences of my whole life just doing that and it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And you're going to do a couple of shows with Mall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll be, uh, we're playing in Kansas city again. It's at the flesh pit. I think it's called, they got a Facebook page and then we're playing at the reverb lounge in Omaha, Nebraska. I've played in Omaha before with Rolf Frost. That was at, uh, Dr. Jack's drinkery. It's just a little bar in Omaha. And I think Reverb Lounge, I'm, I'm pretty sure is downtown. It's like a, a small to mid-sized club. And then we're doing uh, the aquarium in Fargo, which I, you know, I've played the aquarium a dozen, you know, dozens and dozens of times. So that'll be cool. That'll be a really cool hometown gig. And other than those three gigs, we've got uh, a New Year's Eve show in Grand Forks that we'll be doing with a, uh, it's going to be a bit of a mixed bill, but you know, we figured, well, it's another show and you know, uh, we got things figured out and, uh, we thought, well, what a, what a cool way to kind of end the year, you know, as, uh, up in, up in Grand Forks and do a show with them. So yeah, four shows for this month. Nice. Yeah. I definitely would like to check you guys out live and especially mall. I think uh, I've just been seeing like people, you know, <laughs> fans like, you know, recording on their phones, but yeah, they look, they're they cool. look intense. Yeah. Like, uh, that would know, Dude, they're the greatest. The last show they did in Fargo, I caught Garrett when he uh, when he stage dove, stage dived into the crowd. <laughs> it was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I saw Phobophilic last year. They were with uh, Gatekeeper uh, last summer. Yeah, yeah, I saw them in Albuquerque, and then they just I think they just played like the like Phoenix and Tucson last week. But you know, I'm like I'm like five hours away. I couldn't make that, but. Uh, I I mapped out that uh, slave to the grave, slave to the grave, or slave to the grind tour, and they're like they're hitting like all throughout the United States. It's a it's a fantastic opportunity for those guys to get out and and play in front of all those people. Like that's really it's really special that uh, a band from Fargo is able to do that and get the recognition that they have. it. it's really it's really cool. It's something for me to aspire to for sure. Yeah, it's cool, and their their album is. Fucking awesome. Um, uh, dude, yeah, it's dope. It's pretty great. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Oh, I don't even know where I put it. Oh, it's buried under all the Soulfly records. Um <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, though they're 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 cool. And um I was like looking forward to that album just because um I like I kind of like just picked up on them, 
you know, just, well, actually, you know, I was like the one place I would like go to in Fargo would be the record store, the orange records. And yeah. Yeah. I would, um, I would just kind of just follow the record store on like Instagram. And then I saw them like sharing like phobophilic, like flyers and the cover mm-hmm. of that uh, record, the undimensioned identities. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty sick looking. I'm going to check it out. And then, yeah, it was badass. And knowing that they're from Fargo and yeah, I mean, I can, I can just, um, you know, I think I'm just like really, uh, you know, I know what it's like, it's like super cold and it's a small scene. So like, yeah, I was like immediately like drawn to them and then, mm-hmm. and then just like, you know, following their, uh, tours and shows. Uh, yeah. That's how I kind of caught on to like mall and yeah. So it's, uh, it's cool just seeing them like get bigger, like every week, it seems like. And dude, it's, it's really insane. And in my mind, they're still, you know, they're still just, you know, they're one of the bands from Fargo. I booked them when I turned 21, I booked a show at the red Raven and they were on it. So it was, uh, it was a black metal band called emphatic scorn another band called euthanasia those two bands aren't together anymore anymore and then phobophilic and then my band thrall frost and it's like that's that's the band that played my birthday show at the red raven in front of 30 people and now they're playing a gigantic uh theater in the middle of texas with 200 stab wounds like it's just it's just unreal it's really cool the footage from the saint vitus from a couple weeks ago is really cool yeah, I saw that. It's it's as soon as I saw that, like um, I think it's like I forgot the name of the the YouTube channel, but like he posts like live shows of that, and yeah, I think I've watched it like three times. That whole like Phobophilic set. It's yeah, it's really it's really cool to see uh to see them accomplish accomplish this and being from Fargo. It's yeah, it's it's pretty special. Yeah, I knew that's sick. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off. I gotta catch up with um, with uh, actually gotta, my. Oh, I suppose I don't know how long yeah. we've been doing this for. Yeah, actually, I gotta I gotta call, make a call. Um, but uh, yeah, this was awesome, man. This is probably like you know probably the you know the longest one, but it seemed like you know the time just flew by really quick. But I was really yeah, fun dude, talking no, with I, you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on, dude. 